You are listening to the Astro Awani podcast. For more info, head on over to astroawani.com. Bullish or bearish, hawkish or dovish, that and more. This is a Market Study podcast with me, Lukman Harris. Head of Malaysia Fixed Income and Sukuk for Franklin Templeton GSC Asset Management. Thank you so much, Hanifa, for joining us again. Now, you are the fixed income market expert. Now, the last time you were on this show, we were talking about uh, record outflows from uh, the nation's boards and also the shift in interest from uh, local government bonds to the stock market. Uh, you said before, and I remember this, uh, that we've, we, see, we saw... Uh, outflows from local bond market and then we see inflows into the stock market which uh, signal a very clear shift of interest in asset classes. Now before we go further, I would like to ask you, do you think the damage uh, is mitigated in terms of the outflows in bonds uh, being mitigated by the inflows into the stock market? Um, thank you for having me again. Uh, basically for fixed income, I feel that it's going to be, especially the local fixed income, right. it's going to be supported because we have demand that uh, exceed the supply. In terms of the supply for corporate sukuk, we are probably expecting it this in 2017, about um, roughly about 80, 85 billion. And we have, you know, the institutions, especially local, that their key asset class remain to be in bonds, at least 50%. So in terms of uh, the outflow that um, that we've seen is mainly from the offshore and the offshore came in into the uh, equity markets. But uh, you can also see the bond yields have recovered, you know, uh, quite a bit uh, since uh, November 2016. So in terms of demand for bonds, uh, you know, continuing uh, from the institutional space. So we are counting on uh, these local financial institutions, particularly retirement funds such as EPF, uh, to sustain demand for local bonds. Uh, the demand for local bonds uh, locally, yes, uh, from the pension funds, uh, as well as insurance companies and asset managers like us as well. And uh, for banks also, in terms of their liquidity, um, and uh, and the, the market uh, in Malaysia for fixed income, we are actually the third largest right. in Asia, uh, you know, for local after Japan and Korea. So it's very deep market that we have here. So, and I feel that uh, it is uh, going to uh, continue to, to support mm -hmm. the market. Yeah. Can we count on foreigners to actually power up their holdings in bonds anytime soon? They, uh, the Offshore guys that uh, ex already exiting, mm -hmm. uh, I think they probably, uh, if they look at the uh, emerging markets play again, may come in again uh, to the market. But uh, we also have some probably uh, uh, risks that they are looking at. Um, for example, in terms of our uh, inflation, in terms of our uh, potentially we will have to have election this year in terms of political uh, this year or before May 2018. Right. So, um, yeah, I think in terms of that, we probably, uh, you know, see them cautiously looking at our market. Mm. You, you mentioned inflation. Inflation and, and the CPI is actually expected to be on the uptrend uh, moving forward. Uh, what are the effects of this on uh, fixed income assets going forward? 
Inflation, we expect it to be high. I think the main reason is because uh, before this is because of the petrol prices uh, right. that affected the our uh, basket of transportation in the uh, CPI number. Um, but uh, in terms of how Bank Negara will react to that, uh, we feel that uh, Bank Negara is um, stunned is more towards growth mm. uh, accommodation. So uh, the uh, overnight policy rate will be maintained this year. Mm. So in terms of how it will affect the fixed income market, you create some volatility. Mm. But uh, again, uh, I feel that it, the yields will not spike up like what we have seen uh, in November uh, mm. 2016. And rather, it will be uh, supported by institutions whenever they see good values in, or in this bond. Right. We've seen uh, a recent uh, rate hike in the US Fed, and they've also sort of like pledged that there's going to be like three uh, rate hikes for this year. Uh, in terms of our own OPR, where do you think it's heading? Uh, do you think it will remain unchanged at least for the rest of this year? I think central bankers globally uh, have a divergence policy. Um, right. We are, so we Fed have increased one time in March, uh, and we expect and they guided us uh, two more. Mm. Uh, in 2017 and three more in 2018. So when you provide uh, guidance and, and, and you give a clarity and certainty to the market, and we price that in. So in terms of this height, uh, which is total six, it's already been priced in. But if you look at other central banks, uh, BOE, BOJ, mm. uh, they are all uh, standing on hold. And for that, we also expect uh, for Ben Negara to remain on hold for 2017, although inflation uh, is slightly on the uptrend. Yeah, I remember not too long ago on Marcus Today, we discussed the fact the fact or the prediction that uh, the very opposite, in fact, convergence is going to be uh, the way forward for this year because following the Fed rate hike, uh, historically even you see trade-related uh, economies or currencies uh, benefiting and we've seen a lot of uh, rates in Asian countries spe uh, specifically being at near or at historical lows. So would you say that convergence, in fact, or divergence will be the trend in terms of monetary policy going forward? And in your opinion, which one is better for global economic growth? Well, uh, we have seen uh, Federal Reserve hike interest rate because uh, they are very confident about their uh, economic outlook. Um, but the others uh, in, in the Europe, in Japan, mm. they actually maintain uh, because yep. I think in terms of their growth number, is still quite lackluster. Mm. Um, and I feel that uh, at the moment, it will the, at the moment it will still be you know uh, different, uh, you know divergence in terms of uh, how the central each central banker mm. will uh, react uh, to the uh, to, to uh, their own rate hike. Uh, for example, the. I still expect it to be a, a divergence, and in terms of who's better, um, you know, you high interest rate when you are confident about the, your growth outlook. Yep. So in a way that you know, uh, and of course uh, on inflation, um, you expect inflation to go higher. But until uh, for now, I don't think the other um, countries or the other uh, regions, uh, com well, compared to the US, have clarity on that. Mm. So I think, you know, for, for me, it's still going to be a divergence for now. Right. Now, Sukuk, Malaysia remains uh, the world's largest issuer of it. Do you think Malaysia will continue leading the Sukuk issuance globally? 
and is retaining this title or this position very important for this country? Yes, I think, you know, in terms of the supply outlook for uh, 2017, um, I expect uh, still about 80, 85 billion of Sukuk issuance. Uh, that will be, um, that will make us still the lead in terms of the uh, Sukuk uh, universe uh, globally. Um, however, I think, you know, at about 47% you know, uh, now, we have dropped quite a bit. We were at about 80 uh, before this, 80% mm. before this. Um, and I think in terms of the sector, why we uh, will remain um, to be the number one uh, Sukuk issuer is because we have a lot of infrastructure uh, project mm. uh, that fund through the Sukuk market as well as the uh, banks, Islamic banks that actually tap uh, the Sukuk market for their funding requirement. Mm. What's the investment strategy for Franklin Templeton uh, that Franklin Templeton is actually adopting for your Sukuk portfolio this year? I, uh, our strategy is uh, to invest mainly in corporate Sukuk mm. because we have a yield pickup above the uh, government uh, rates that uh, can, I feel can withstand uh, in terms of the inflation outlook, uh, uh, policy, monetary policy outlook. And uh, we also uh, prefer to keep our duration meaning uh, in terms of the tenor for the bonds or the corporate sukuk that we purchase in the mid-term, uh, mm -hmm. roughly about five to seven years uh, mm. tenor. Uh, with this, uh, we feel that we have a yield pickup. We are able to achieve um, a return above deposit. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, roughly, I think, expectation-wise in the region of uh, 4 to 5%, which is quite stable. And I think the market have been delivering that we kind of return for the past few years with um, very minimal liquidity, mm. minimal uh, volatility. Do you, do you see confidence being retained uh, for Malaysian issued sukuk, especially amongst foreigners? Uh, Malaysian issued sukuk, uh, I think mainly the investor for locally driven sukuk mm. are Malaysians, right. uh, Malaysian institutions. Mm. Um, although we have seen an increase uh, of holding. Uh, for the government suko yeah. by offshore when yeah, we yeah. were included in the um, world benchmark but uh, still I think pretty low uh, mainly the, the local players uh, are holding the, the suko market that why, that's why it's actually less volatile right. Thank you so much uh, Hanifa that was Hanifa Hashim Head of Malaysia Fixed Income and Sukuk for Franklin Templeton at GSC Asset Management and that's all for today. Thanks for watching Markets Today. Catch us same time on Channel 501 Esra Awani. Read all about the markets on our website esraawani.com. Send us all your feedback on all our social media platforms as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at 501awani. Download our app which you're seeing just now on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Rukman Haris signing out for Markets Today. You have been listening to the Markets Today podcast. Head over to our website, astroawani.com slash markets.